Welcome to Cover Six Flex. And today, guys, we are going to go into the AFC West. And to do that, we're going to start, of course, with the team that probably made the biggest jump from any other team last year, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and the jump wasn't necessarily the record. They they were 12-4. and They've been 12-4 and before, but to get all the way to the AFC Championship game um, with a really first-time starting quarterback at Patrick Mahomes, he showed a lot of promise. He showed a lot of uh, ability, a lot of talent. He is uh, one of the up-and-coming young quarterbacks. A lot of people will say that he's he's the best of the young quarterback, but uh, I'm I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum um, with Patrick Mahomes. I think people need to relax a little bit, realize that this guy only played one year. Um, 5,097 yards, 50 touchdowns, and amazing. Um, the defense definitely was one of the reasons that they uh, didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but this team now has Super Bowl aspirations. Um, I think that uh, they're definitely going to be right there. Them and uh, the, the Chargers are going to be one and two in, in that division in, in either order. And they got to break this offseason with Tyreek Hill, you know, not having to be suspended or anything like that, not having to serve any time. Um, his legal issues, you know, they've, they've become... I wouldn't say a theme, but it's something that has to constantly be monitored. Uh, it's like Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, even when you think you're out of the woods, you may never really be out of the woods, you know. Um, so, you know, it's something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, you got Sammy Watkins on the outside as well, who uh, unfortunately missed six of the final seven games of the regular season. He's he's This is what he's been, though. I mean, he's been a guy who's who stayed hurt and... If he can ever stay healthy for all the games, you might have a real bonafide number two right there. Got Demarcus Robinson, really like his game. Um, uh, scored a touchdown each of the last three games. And then, of course, uh, you know, <coughs> Miko Hardman was taken, taken with the 56th pick. Um, he's going to be a guy that they're going to count on uh, who has – uh, a lot of speed as well. Tyreek, I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey, of course. I can't not mention him. He's such a big-time factor. He's now the best tight end in the game. I don't think there's any question. Um, you could make an argument he was the best tight end in the game maybe uh, two years ago, uh, maybe when it started, because Gronk really was on a decline anyway. So, you know, uh, Kelsey is uh, the new age of tight end, I like to call it. Very big, very strong, very fast. A better receiver than blocker, obviously. But, you know, he can do it all. I mean, you can line him up. You can throw him go routes. You can throw him seam routes. You can throw him cross routes. You can throw him slant routes. And he's a threat to take it to distance, you know, all game long. And Mahomes can see it. And, uh, you know, it's an explosive offense. Obviously, uh, Damian Williams and, of course, now LaShawn McCoy is now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to make their offense a little bit more explosive. Um, he's a little bit more experienced, and, and that's what you that's what you like to see. Uh, so it, it's a good fit. One year, $3 million can turn into $4 million. So should be a a, 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 a real good offense, top 10, top 5 offense. Um, 
On defense, of course, uh, have the Chiefs done enough defensively? And I, I, I just let, let's talk about their defense. Um, Bob Sutton was fired from a defense that finished uh, 31st in yards allowed, 24th in points, and <clears throat> you know. It's a team that, on defense, they got rid of Justin Houston. Uh, they got rid of D. Ford. Um, they added players who fit Steve Spagnolo's optimal prototype in terms of what he wants on that defensive line. I, I'm a, almost on the fence on this. I think that. You know, Justin Houston, he's one of those guys who probably should have retired a chief. I, I do understand after the injury that he had a few years back, he hasn't been the same guy, and that is what happens sometimes. But, uh, you know, D. Ford, up-and-coming pass rusher, uh, you know, he's a 49er, so obviously I know about him. I didn't want D. Ford because I, I – this is what I always say. If you're getting rid of a player that has talent, you know something that I don't know. And to me – D Ford's always flashed the potential, but never put it together for uh, that long enough of a stretch of time that he's become elite at it. He reminds me a lot of Jadavion Clowney in that he has talent. There's no question he's better against the run than he used to be. But would I want him as one of my primary pass rushers? The answer is no. Now he has Joey Bosa next to him, but that's a whole other story for another time. This team uh, at linebackers, they were. Not very good. Anthony Hitchens was a disappointment. Um, Reggie Ragland, of course, first full, full uh, a season. Um, he, he should be able to uh, take another step forward. Kendall Fuller, Kendall Fuller uh, was one of the guys who got taken in the Alex Smith trade uh, for Washington. We're going to see. I mean, Tyron Matthew replaces Eric Berry. You know, to to me, I I am not as high on the Chiefs as some might be, and this is probably the first time that since I've been doing this podcast that I've said I don't want to say it's negative about a team, but I I am like everyone else when it comes to, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm I'm the opposite of everyone else when it comes to teams like the Chiefs and the Browns. I think people have to calm down here. I mean, I know the Chiefs had a great run last year. They did. They got all the way to the FC Championship. And you can blame whoever you want to blame. You can say that, oh, it was the refs and blah, blah, blah. And But the reality is they didn't do enough to win the game because they didn't win the game. And when your defense, literally, they were running the exact same concepts on that defense and they couldn't stop it. And Bob Sutton got blamed, but I think Spagnola has worse personnel than, than Sutton had last year. I don't think that this defense is better than it is than it was last year. I mean, yeah, I got Tyron Matthew, who's a lot smaller, right? Um, can he defend the pass? Yeah, he can defend the pass, but he can't do some of the same things necessarily that Eric Berry can in terms of coming up, being that eighth guy in the box on a consistent basis. Tyron Matthew has injury problems too. Now, is it a good pickup for the Chiefs? Absolutely. You couldn't just let that hole with Eric Berry sit there. But you're still susceptible at corner. You're still susceptible enough at linebacker. 
And on the defensive line, you lost two of your best three pass rushers. So to say that they're better, I don't think that's the case. A new defensive coordinator, is that going to change things? We're going to see, but in my opinion, no. Getting to Mahomes, I don't think that Mahomes is going to have anywhere near the season he had last year. I think a lot of guys need to relax on this kid. I I I watched Patrick Mahomes in college. Like I have a lot of guys to watch his first season in the NFL. It was great. All right, it was outstanding. It was MVP worthy. He won the MVP. But everybody's treating this guy like he's the second coming of I don't know some some great quarterback who's a Hall of Famer. Let's relax. Let's let Patrick Mahomes struggle. All right. Let's look at some of the things he didn't do well last year. In crunch time, tried to do too much, i.e. Rams game. Three turnovers, pretty much all unforced. He just, even in the preseason, I'm watching him this year. He's, he's playing against the 49ers. And he it's like their third or fourth drive of the game, and two of the linemen get in the backfield, and he's running backwards 20, 30 yards, comes forward, dodges a couple. It's preseason. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's okay to take the sack or throw the ball away. And to me, trying to make every play is one reason I believe he will take a step back this year. That's just one reason. The second reason is because NFL offenses or NFL defenses and defensive coordinators have now had a full offseason to see what is it that Belichick did that nobody else was able to replicate during the regular season. And I won't, I won't say nobody else. I'll bring up a couple of facets. Um, but in the first half, he was terrible, to say the least. They contained him. They kept him in the pocket. They did a great job of limiting both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill had one catch, though it was for 50-plus yards. And then Travis Kelsey, I believe he had three catches and for under 40 yards. And they they did a great job. You say, well, what was it that they were able to do? Well, first of all, they're, they're going to get in your face. They're going to play man-to-man coverage. We're going to contain your quarterback, not let him try to make off-schedule plays. We're going to hold. We're going to grab all the way down the field. And you say, okay, regular season, maybe they don't get away with that. That is true. But I'd rather take a five-yard penalty than the 50-yard touchdown with Mahomes rolling out of pocket. Not everybody has the personnel to be able to do that, and that's true. But I will say this. If you look at the Chiefs' schedule, they will face a much tougher slate than they did last year. Last year, they didn't face nearly the kinds of pass rushes that they will this year and that's a fact but before we get into that let's go back to all these reasons that I believe he'll take a step back Mahomes specifically this year look at the the games where Mahomes didn't perform as well you look at a game like uh, the Seattle Seahawks game where Seattle they did what they were supposed to do. We're going to run the football. We're going to play ball control. We're going to keep it out of your hands. They beat them. Baltimore basically blew the game, had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, did the exact same thing. We're going to run the football down your throat. We're going to keep the ball away from Mahomes. We're going to put the pressure on him to have to score every time he gets the ball. Baltimore blew it because they had a couple late turnovers. Denver, early in the season, right? I mean, imagine if Denver wins that game. Does it change the Chiefs' season? They just rolled along from that point forward. But this is what I'm talking about. San Diego, two close games. One one of them, right, on the two-point conversion. They have the defense that can give Kansas City problems. They, it, 
when I say give them problems, I'm talking about basically slowing them down. You're not going to stop this offense. That's no, nowhere near what I'm saying. But to slow them down, it, it's not always about, let me try to outscore you. Yeah, I got great per- No, it's about, let me slow this game down. And then what did the Chargers do in the game that they won? We had Phillip Rivers go ahead and win it at the end. He's going to take all the time off, and we're going to go win it at the end. And look at their schedule at Jacksonville. Their defense, Nick Foles, ball control. That, there's Again, that's a game that I think people are overlooking the aspect of instead of saying, oh, this team had the number one offense last year. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. It's his first year. He can only get better. He's not going to get better than this year. I can almost guarantee you he won't have a better season than he had this year, than he had this past season. Defenses are too good. Coaches are too good. They are looking at tape all offseason long. Okay, this is what he doesn't do well. Okay, this is what he does do well. Okay, this is how we can take that away. The adjustments will be made, and you'll start seeing it against Jacksonville. Jacksonville, for as bad as they were last year, still top 15 defense, and still have the personnel in the pass rush department, linebacking core, to slow this offense down, obviously in the secondary too, and they play a ball control offense. Who else? Baltimore in week three. Well, we saw how that played out, right? Basically, they held the Chiefs' office down for three, what, 57 minutes? They held them to 20 points? They can replicate that yet again. Indianapolis remains to be seen, but if their defense takes a step forward, then maybe they can. A great front seven against Houston. They got Denver. Minnesota, because they play the NFC North this year. That's a, a great overall balanced defense. Um New England in week 14. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, no matter what you think about New England, they beat them twice. <laughs> so, you know, you can't, you can't, oh, we got a mental edge against them, you know, whatever you want to say. I mean, the Bears in week 16 in Chicago, which means in the snow probably. I mean, the Chiefs, listen, I'm on the other side of the fence when everybody else is saying zag, I'm saying zig or vice versa. I will put my money on the Chiefs taking a step back this year. How big of a step back? That remains to be seen. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to win seven games or anything crazy like that. They will be in the mix for a playoff chase, but I still believe the weaknesses of their football team, specifically a second-year quarterback that hasn't seen everything. This is his first year. To say that he's going to replicate, and I, I was talking to a couple of my friends, like, oh, well, if he takes a step back, he's still going to throw for you know close to 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. You're, you're not looking at the entire scope of it because – it's about is what is the strength of the Chiefs team? Well, it's throwing the football, obviously, right? Well, this is a second-year quarterback who hasn't been exposed to some of the things that all the other quarterbacks have. And I think you're going to start to see it. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw 20 interceptions or more. It, that's just my opinion. It sounds crazy because he only threw 10, and, he, and he, he's the MVP of the league, and he's the second coming – but mark my words, he will take a step back this year, and it's probably going to be a bigger step than a lot of people think. So are the Chiefs going to win the division? I think because of the injury to Darwin James, I am picking them to win the division despite all that. How many games? I don't know that. But I do think if he's out really six to eight weeks, like they're saying, I think that's a big enough loss that the Chiefs specifically can take advantage of it. 
So, yeah, I think the Chiefs will win the division. But if he comes back and say week four or five and things are tight and close, then, yeah, I believe San Diego has the better overall team, better personnel to win the division. And let's move on to the San Diego Chargers because they were so close and yet so far away in so many ways. Finished the same record as the Chiefs. But the difference, of course, was one of the losses against the Chiefs. Um, Rivers being 37 years old, uh, it's a factor. And this team, this is a very good, well-rounded football team. I, I, One of the reasons I picked the, the Chiefs to win the division, too, is because I'm not as high on the backup running backs for the Chargers as everybody else might be. Sometimes your value to a team is higher than your value might be on the open market. And for Melvin Gordon, his value to the Chargers is probably higher than everybody else's. Now, they don't feel that way because they gave him permission to seek a trade. But I think he fits well with them and what they want to do. But if he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to be there. The question is, where is he going? We don't know yet. So early on in the season, he won't be there, obviously. It's going to be uh, Aaron Eckler and company, (laughs) basically. Um, Justin Jackson as well. But to me, this team, very well-rounded, even with that hole that that I call. I know that you can win without guys, but guys guys have talent for a reason. Guys hold out for a reason. Aaron Gordon's probably a top-five running back at his position at the very worst. And I don't think that that's so easily replaceable. But but we're going to find out. We're going to see. The Chargers um, will be better offensively, uh, better on the offensive line, I'm sorry. Um, Mike Pouncey, Russell Okung, um, they're still in their prime, and and they should be better. Dan Feeney, Sam Tevy, they should uh, be even better as well. I just think offensively they can do almost anything they want. Um, they've got excellent receivers as well. Uh, you know, Tyrell Williams obviously went to Oakland, uh, but they believe Mike Williams is ready for big time things. And how could you not be so high on him? Um, he's such a <laughs> he's such a talented receiver. Mike Williams is. I mean, it is it's almost mind boggling to see he's so big, strong and fast. And and then you've got Keenan Allen as well. And uh it's it's amazing. I mean, I am really looking forward to seeing what he does. Um, if he takes that step forward to be consistent uh, along with Keenan Allen, if that happens, I mean, look out. Um, Hunter Henry um, should be back from that torn ACL. I mean, they can be scary. They can be scary on both sides of the ball. Their potential is, is almost limitless. Um, Joey Bosa, of course, you know, Thomas Davis, I, what an underrated pickup. You know, <clears throat> Thomas Davis is one of those really, really talented players that I don't think he's a system guy. I think that he could go anywhere and be a really good linebacker. He has some age, but in their defense, I, I think it's a really good fit. Uh, Gus Bradley is a phenomenal uh, defensive coordinator. And so, uh, you know, <clears throat> Duran James, as we mentioned, I, to me, He's the difference between who wins the division. If he's healthy, I pick the Chargers to win the division because I do think they have the better team than Kansas City, you know. Uh, But I do think, again, you know, all things equal, you know, in this case it's not. 
but you still have Casey Hayward, Desmond King the second. You know they let uh, uh, Jason Verrett go. Uh, you know they they kept Denzel Perryman at linebacker. I mean this team has a lot of talent, and to me, uh, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens with them because they're going to play the same schedule as the Chiefs. Basically, they're going to play the same schedule as everybody in their division, just in different order. You know, um, but uh, they their schedule is going to be it's going to be tough. You know, they got the Texans, they got the NFC North, they got the Steelers on their division. You know, but you know, if we're being honest, the reality is it may very well come down to those two games against Kansas City. One being after a Thursday night game, so you get ten days to prepare for it. Um, on a, or I'm sorry, on a Monday night, I I apologize on a Monday night game against Kansas city, uh, in week 11. And then, uh, in week 17, uh, at Kansas city, uh, the division could literally come down to that because I do think uh, these are the two best teams in the division, uh, top to bottom. If all things are equal, it should be those two duking it out. Um, but we're going to see, we're going to see. That's why they play the game. That's why we watch. Because as fans, you don't know what's going to happen. But very high on the Chargers. Do think that they can make a potential deep run in the playoffs. The interesting thing is, I'm higher on them than most people are, which is which is amazing. I don't I don't know what maybe it is that I'm seeing that they're not. But um, hey, that that's why they play the game, right? I I just believe in well-rounded rosters and the, and the Chargers. When you look at their team, if you were to ask the question. What's their weakness? You'd have a hard time figuring out what that is. You could say running back, right? But then after that, where would you go? Right? I mean, they protect rivers, D-line, linebackers, secondaries there, got a kicker, coach is good. (laughs) You know, so, but with the Chiefs, if you say, what's their weakness? Well, (laughs) like... Where you want to start? They got rid of a couple offensive linemen, right? So you don't know how that's going to pan out. Uh, the defensive line is obviously weaker. You know, you got Daniel Jones. Obviously, he's a star. He's a stud. Uh, linebacker, what are we getting there? Secondary, have no idea besides the, the free agent signing. So, I mean, again, it doesn't mean that the Chiefs aren't going to win the division. It doesn't mean the Chargers are going to win the division. But I believe in those well-rounded rosters. I believe that at the end of the day, New England notwithstanding, that uh, those well-rounded rosters are things that can can take you over the top. You got more ways to win when you have a well-rounded roster. Mahomes has a bad game. It's a lot harder for the Chiefs to win. If Rivers has a bad game, a lot more ways that that San Diego can beat you. Moving on to the Oakland Raiders, a team that obviously has improved since last season. They were a joke at times, to be honest. Um, it's all about Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr is, uh, you know, they could cut him after this year. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They have Antonio Brown now. He's come over and he's been, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, he's he's just been Antonio Brown, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. You know, he's been a guy who, he has an extreme amount of talent. He has Hall of Fame talent. He's a Hall of Famer right now. It's a Hall of Famer first ballot right now. But 
his off the field and on the field issues, the helmet gate and, you know, he's got a new contract and, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this guy. I do think he will play. And I do think that the Raiders will probably force feed him the ball a little bit and get the return on that investment, so to speak. But this team is going to be, I think, an offensive team more so. Um, you got Antonio Brown, you got Tyrell Williams now, Ryan Grant, J.J. Nelson. We're going to see what happens. This is a team that there is a lot of new pieces on the offensive side of the ball, but that is where the most of their talent is. And so uh, when you look at their running backs, you know, they they let Doug Martin go uh, the other day. And now... uh, Josh Jacobs is the guy who will step in now and very high on this kid. Um, I think anytime you're an Alabama running back, you have to be careful. But with him, he didn't have very many carries at Alabama. So it's actually a good thing uh, that he didn't carry the load that much because they feel like he's as as talented as they come and they can give it to him and he can – uh, he can be that bell cow that they need because they do need one. You know, you can't you can't try to uh, throw the ball 50, 60 times in this air and think that it's going to be ultra successful. Um, there are certain coaches who can do that. Gruden is not even one of those coaches. I mean, he'll throw the football, but he's more of an old school pound it down your throat kind of play action pass type of coach. Obviously, with Antonio Brown, you have to adjust things. You have to give him screens. You have to uh, throw him slants and those sorts of things. He can run the entire route tree. You have to take advantage of that asset um, no matter what helmet he has on. So (laughs) uh, I do think they will be improved. I do think their offense especially will be improved. Uh, Tyrell Williams should be uh, upgraded at the number two spot. Um, It's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do. Um, They... Can they protect and can they can they run block enough? You know, uh, their defense, Paul Gunter, their defensive coordinator, they brought in Vontez Burfecht. They brought in LaMarcus Joyner. Um, Clellan Farrell at, at number four is a pass rusher, you know, because they were really weak on the defensive line last year, which we know. Um, you know, we're going to see. This team, uh, they got a lot of new pieces. Um you know, they got Mike Lennon as a backup quarterback. Um, Trent Brown coming over from New England. Is he overpaid? I mean, people are already saying that. I don't know. All I saw was he protected Brady, right? So, you know, it's not the same, but we're going to find out. We're, we're going to find out, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see. Gruden is going to try to have balance. He really is. Uh, but he's a guy who wants to get the credit for everything wants to dial it up and 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 throw the touchdown strikes and all those sorts of things so we're going to see we're going to see what step this team takes i personally do think they're still rebuilding Uh, they're going to have their good moments though i do think that they're capable of winning a couple games that maybe some fans feel that they shouldn't Um, i do think they can win anywhere from four to seven games and you know the reality is because they're better they are better than last year because they are better. They're going to be in more close games. And if if you were to ask me, what is the difference between a team, 
winning 12, 13 games and a team not, you know, winning four or five, it's really close games. I mean, how you perform in close games is really the, the end of it. I mean, that's what determines everything. Um, I think the Raiders still have a ways to go uh, rebuilding wise, but they've got some pieces and it's going to be interesting because next year they go to Vegas. So whatever, if getting rid of car, uh, that's a tough call because you would be starting over at quarterback, even though, you know, Tua comes out next year and all those sorts of things. Um, you have to be very careful if you decide to move on from Carr. But I'm a little bit higher on him now than I was initially. I think he's good. Um, can he grow? Of course. Um, he obviously last year did do better. Um, but they want him to take a, another step forward this year. And when you have Antonio Brown, those expectations should go up. So. Uh, let's move on to the last team in the AFC West, the Denver Broncos, Elway. Um, another another new coach for, for John Elway. Um, Vic Fangio, the former defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. What a brilliant job he did. Um, it's going to be interesting because they also have another offensive coordinator. Uh, they have another quarterback. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, a lot of change in Denver. 6-10 and ten last year. What will they do this year? Uh, we're going to see. Uh, Joe Flacco, uh, they acquired him in a trade with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, because Case Keenum didn't work out and wound up going to Washington. And Denver, passing-wise, was 24th last year. Uh, it was tough. It's going to be interesting. Uh, this team is probably going to be more of a power running team and a throw the ball down the field team uh, off a of play action. I think that's the style they're going to try to do. You know, Flacco, I think he's shown he, he can't drop back 30, 40 times consistently and get it done. Um, but to power run, you got Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. And they accounted for most of Denver's rushing last year. Philip Lindsay specifically. Almost 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns, and uh, he became the first undrafted rookie to go to the Pro Bowl. So he he seems legitimate. He really does. Um, a very good, very good back. Um, he's only 5'8", so obviously you wonder. But he'll be given that opportunity, and he deserves it. He does. Um, we're going to see what this receiving court does, though. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, Cortland Sutton, two young, talented guys. Uh, Sutton uh, is probably the reason they traded away Demarius Thomas. Um, and we're going to see Emmanuel Sanders look good in the preseason, uh, recovering. So he's the number one. But these guys can still grow. And, and they're going to need to because Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, he, he doesn't have that much longer left, three, four years, whatever it may be. Uh, but Noah Fant... Um, Another first-round tight end for the Broncos. Uh, we're going to see if he can, he can, he can get it done. Uh, to me, this defense is going to be the strength of this team, though. Uh, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, uh, Derek Wolf—they have enough on the defensive line to really cause a lot of problems for opposing quarterbacks, and they're going to need to because they got at least two in their division, if not three, if you count Carr. Um, we're going to see. Uh, it, it's going to be. Very interesting because I think Denver is one of these teams that 
I, I always believe when you're strong on the defensive side, you, you I believe, have a, a better advantage than if you're stronger on the offensive side because you can stop teams in a high-powered league, uh, in a league where everybody's throwing it, in a league where everybody's trying to score points. When you can hold teams to 20 points or less or whatever it is, you give your ch- yourself a chance every single game. And these guys have that. Um, when you look at this team, too, Chris Harris um, re-signed to another deal this year, and he deserves it. Always been one of the best corners in this league coming out of Kansas. Um, phenomenal. Kareem Jackson comes over from the Texans, and, and he's, a, he's, he, he's a need. He really is. Bryce Callahan comes over. You know, Vic Fangio is going to do his thing on that defensive side of the ball. Um, this team, they're they're very intriguing, I think. I think it, you can say that it comes down to Flacco, and it does. Most of the time it comes down to the quarterback. Uh, because I do think the running game is there. The offensive line is there. It's it's good enough. If If Flacco can be rejuvenated, they can make some noise. A lot of close games last year just didn't have the quarterback play. You figure when you have game changers like Chris Harris and Von Miller on your roster on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Von Miller, first of all, both of them, they can change the game in one play, you know, and he's still one of the best. So to me, Denver, they might be right there. It depends on how Flacco stacks up. It really does. If he if he's rejuvenated – I wouldn't want to see this team in, in December or January, you know, because I look at their defense, look at the way that they can still stop you to a to a to a, a good enough degree. And with Vic Vangio coming over, you know, he's got similar personnel to what he had in Chicago. I mean, what Khalil Mack is is Von Miller, right? You know, he's probably got better pass rushers, pure pass rushers than maybe he had in Chicago, you know. Chris Harris is is Kyle Fuller, right? And 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 he can play better man to man, I think, than Kyle Fuller can. Um, you know, Kareem Jackson is 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 a uh, 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 man. That that kid's name, Prince of Mukamara. You know, so I mean, I, I think he's gonna. <laughs> it would not surprise me if they are one of the better defenses in the league, and because of that, if Flacco can find himself again you know since signing that deal he hasn't been that good but if he can be above average maybe better than above average yeah the 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 broncos are a dark horse in my opinion to make the playoffs in the afc so that's it guys uh tomorrow we were going to the nfc uh i will probably be doing the nfc east first cowboys giants um Eagles and Redskins so I look forward to that Uh, I thank you guys for listening to me on the mic and until tomorrow